Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hi, everybody. I'm Kendra, and this is the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. This month, we're focusing on routine, those things we do most every day that help us get stuff done, feel like a person, and not lose our minds. You're listening to the second episode in this series, The Lazy Genius Evening Routine. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, The Lazy Genius Morning Routine, I highly encourage you to stop this episode, download last week's and listen to it before you keep going. The basic reason is because I did a little unexpected preaching on the power of routines and the traps they create if we're not careful. And that little tangent is actually uh, really foundational to future episodes. So make sure you listen to the Lazy Genius Morning Routine at least the first five minutes. And I'd also love to suggest that you read the blog post, The Universal Path to Life-Giving Routine. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, Today, we're getting into the nuts and bolts of an evening routine, but that post contains the tools on how we're going to get there. So it's an important thing for you to check out if you are at all interested in really taking this routine thing to new places in your life. All that said, today, we're talking evening routines. We'll talk about why they matter what they might look like, and how to create one and stick to it. But before we get started, I just have to tell y'all that I have discovered the power of routines this week because I haven't been able to do them. It was spring break, and we haven't been regular or routine about anything. I'm losing my mind a little bit. Um, All of that free time. Did I have like a better meal plan, a cleaner house? Did I get more work done? No, no. And I'm currently recording this literally hours before you're listening to it on my stomach, on my bed, because there's nowhere else in my house to go. So no, I don't always live by routines. I sound like that beer commercial guy. I don't always drink whatever. Um, I don't always live by routines, but when I don't, I realize how much they matter. So if you get out of routine, like I have this week, don't knock yourself. It's really fine. Just start again tomorrow or next week, tiny steps, lots of grace, This does not change your value as a person. There you go. Okay, so let's talk about evening routines. Most of us have an evening routine of just falling on the couch as soon as possible and not moving until a kid cries or we need to pee. It's so nice to just literally sit down at the end of the day. But there's also a sense of like inadequacy when we do that. It doesn't ever quite feel as life-giving as we hoped it would. It's just another night in front of the TV like scrolling Instagram and eating chips. Now, let me be clear. I will, under no circumstances, tell you not to do those things as part of your evening routine. 
They're all wonderful things that I do with great gusto. The difference I hope you'll see though um, after this episode is intentionality and purpose. In the last episode, we defined a morning routine as kindly opening the day to gradually increasing our product our productive energy. Um, in eating routine, it, it does kind of the opposite. It's kindly, and I say kindly because we're not very kind to ourselves a lot. It's kindly closing the day and gradually decreasing our productive energy so that we can refuel for tomorrow. We all know from experience um, that evenings kind of steeped in this intention, they lead to better tomorrow mornings, right? It's all a game of dominoes. We just need to tip off the right one. So an evening routine matters because it's part of a rhythm that allows us to refuel. Let's look at what an evening routine might look like. Let's start with when it happens. This depends a lot on your life. It depends on when you get home from work, which might be four o'clock or eight o'clock, when your kids are actually in bed, or if you have teenagers, when you decide to go to bed, like even though they're still awake, I hear that that happens. It's crazy. Um, like when you get home from practice or the gym or when dinner is over, like there are lots of variables here, but for the sake of this conversation, let's assume that your evening routine happens after dinner. And if you have kids, when the kids are mostly done needing you for the day, like you're just kind of at a point where no one really needs you anymore. I feel like a good word for, um, kind of the underlying current of an evening routine is, is connection. We're connecting with ourselves. We're giving our chance, um, our minds a chance to kind of quiet down, to think about things that um, our minds haven't been able to think about yet. We're taking time to rest our bodies after standing all day. We're taking time to slowly indulge in food or a book or the quiet liturgy of making a cup of tea. Like that is such a real thing. Life kind of slows enough to connect with ourselves in ways we haven't been able to do all day, especially if you have little kids. Oh my goodness. Um, we also might connect that connection sticks around. Like we also might connect with a spouse. Um, we need to connect with laughter, with stillness, with a hobby in the evening. It's almost like we allow things to come to us rather than moving towards them. Like we do during the day, there's a slowness and, um, what might feel like selfishness in the evening, but really we're setting an intention to connect with who uh, and what we need to in order to refuel. So how do you decide what that is? How do you figure out what components you might have in an evening routine? And there are a couple of questions that you can ask. First, what could you do this evening that would make tomorrow morning better? For me, it's making sandwiches for my boys. I make um, the rest of their lunch usually in the morning, but getting the sandwiches done, it basically makes me feel like lunch is done. You might say packing your bag for leaving the next morning programming the coffee pot to get started without you, cleaning off your desk so you're able to take advantage of that single hour in the morning you get to write. Even like pulling out the lighter and setting it next to the candle that always makes your morning better when you remember to actually light it. Like what can you do tonight that will make tomorrow morning better? Next question. What emotion do you need to feel in order to refuel? Or if you're not a super emotional person, what part of your brain needs engaging or what part of your body needs attention? Most of us move from our emotions, our minds, 
or our bodies. One of those three often kind of takes a hit during the day as it tries to manage everything that's going on. You might carry stress in your back and need to stretch while you watch the crown. You might struggle to manage your deep well of beautiful emotions throughout the day and just need to like end the evening with a therapeutic cry. You might not have been able to use your brain for anything personally stimulating and need to read a book about a topic that engages a different part of your regular day brain. Pay attention to what parts of your emotions, your mind, and or your body need attention that need to refuel. Okay, now with the morning routine, we created an ideal morning. We don't start um, trying to make the entire thing happen, right? But having an end game gives us something to build on. Let's do the same with an evening routine. What does your ideal evening look like? You might want to go out most nights. You, um, you might love the idea of lighting candles and reading a book under a blanket. You might love watching great TV and want to spend your evenings doing that while you cross stitch. Maybe you want to work out hard and then shower and use that time for self care where you're not rushed and can use, um, that like really cool facial mask that you don't ever get to use in the morning. You might not even have just one ideal evening. So if you want to create two or three, I think that's great. But for the average day, what does your ideal evening look like? What are you doing to make tomorrow morning better and tonight a time of refueling and connection? And how do we create this routine and keep it going? We start small. Just like with everything we're doing around routine, your first step will seem so small it's dumb. But small wins the race, you guys. You will not develop habits and routines that are life-giving by doing everything at once. You'll just fail and give up and then stay the same. So let's take the risk of that one tiny step that's too small not to do. The good thing about the evening routine is that most of the time we find it easy to like force ourselves to refuel. Like, oh, I have to watch TV. Bummer. But we are injecting a lot of intentionality into this. Let's say you do love to watch TV, but you also want to connect with your spouse. My husband, Kaz, and I love TV, like love it. We watch sports and shows and late night talk shows. We're happy with pretty much anything. But a lot of nights we do end up on opposite sides of the couch, scrolling phones like you do while we watch a show. And the show we choose is usually by default, like a basketball game we don't super care about a rerun of the office that we get kind of sucked into, or we're hungry. And since we can't go out for street tacos because we have sleeping kids in the house, we watch diners, drive-ins and dives for like three hours. It's regular life and that is okay. But last year I started being intentional about what we watched. I made a list actually, you can do that too. I made a list of shows that um, he and I always talk about wanting to watch, but never seem to get to. And so while we're getting kids ready for bed and like cleaning the kitchen, I'll say, Hey, do you want to watch a couple of episodes of stranger things tonight? Like make it a plan. And of course he says, yes. And we actually sit next to each other, cozy up on the couch. And we watch something that we like sharing the refueling properties of that versus like halfway watching the calves and the spurs while we each play on like different corners of the internet is vastly different. So watching TV is great. It's even better when you're intentional about how it fits into your routine and why it's there. There are a few areas of your life that could play a part in your evening routine, your home, uh, like tidying, cleaning the kitchen after dinner, 
making sure the laundry's put away, that kind of thing. Your body, exercise, taking a shower, spending 20 minutes on a like pampering skincare routine that actually brings a lot of life. Don't let anyone shame you into thinking that that isn't important. Your relationships, like reading to your kids, having a conversation with your husband, boxing with your best friend, your hobbies and your dreams, working on that project that has a hold on you that won't let go, reading an actual book for longer than 10 minutes, watching that show or that movie, and then your tomorrow, choosing your clothes, making breakfast or kids' lunches, cleaning off your desk, locating your keys and your sunglasses, and filling up your water bottle now rather than scrambling to find them as you leave tomorrow. This does not have to be robotic. It's not like you're only allowed this much time for this activity and that much time for that activity, or you have to pick one in each of these categories or anything like that. It's just a rhythm and an intention. As you start with one small step, it builds to another and another. Let me share my evening routine with you to give you an idea. And remember that it hasn't always been this way. It's been building on Excel for several years. And that construction has happened one small step at a time, truly. I've never been successful giving myself a list of 10 things to do every night. I don't do them. But doing one thing leads to two things, leads to 10. So start somewhere with your evening routine and it'll be great. It'll get there. Here's mine. So our kids are young. They're eight, six, and almost two. Y'all, Annie turns two on Sunday. Like, let me pick myself up off the floor and we would keep going. Oh my gosh. But our kids, um, they don't, they don't have practices and activities that make family dinners hard. We are at the table eating dinner by 545 every night. I know that won't always happen, but it does now. And so that's what our routine is. Um, we have dinner and then all three kids like immediately start jumping on furniture the second they're done. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's 
Wednesday, I'm wearing Love Note, a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone. And Annie is wearing Bouquet, a shimmery pink that matches her personality. Plus, Olive and June's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days. Visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash L-A-Z-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S for 20% off your first Manny system. This episode is sponsored by Chomps. With three kids running every which way, life at the Adachi house is very full. Someone is always on the go, whether it's to band practice or to a work meeting or down the street to grandma's house. And I love having Chomps in the pantry for a high protein snack that's perfect for life on the go. Chomps are made with natural ingredients, come in nine delicious bold flavors and have up to 12 grams of protein per stick. You can even order them online and have them delivered straight to your door. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash genius. Go to chomps.com slash genius to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash genius. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. One component of my evening routine is making most of my boys lunches for the next day, at least the sandwiches, like I said. Um, they've used uh, planet box lunch boxes since preschool. I will link to them in the show notes. They're like a cross between like a briefcase and a bento box. They're stainless steel. We use zero plastic bags. They go in the dishwasher. They're super sturdy. I just love them. Yes, they are. They are expensive. Um, if you happen to click on that link and look at them yourself, but Sam has used his for five years now and probably will for at least another five. And all the money we save on plastic baggies and like a new lunchbox every school year, we, it's so worth it. We love, love, love them. Okay. So anyway, back to the routine. The only thing about using those lunchboxes is that in order for me to pack their lunches, I need their lunchboxes to be clean early enough for me to do it before I fall asleep. So while the kids go crazy jumping around, I take the 15 minutes between dinner and bath time and spend it like speed cleaning the kitchen and then start the dishwasher. You can listen to the Lazy Genius Cleans the Kitchen to hear the method to getting the kitchen clean faster than you thought possible. Um, it's really all about the order. And that order helps me get things cleaned up and the dishwasher rolling before I take Annie back for her bath. So then I put her to bed, which is usually around like seven-ish, 7.15. 
my husband is in charge of the boys. So by this time they're mostly showered and have their teeth brushed and they get to play video games. Um, after all that's done, that's kind of their main time to do that. And they love it. I love it too, because while they're in the den playing video games, my, my real evening routine starts. I put in my earbuds and listen to music. Um, I usually save podcasts for the day. I sweep the floor, tidy the main area of the house. And then I kind of just generally reset everything. And I move, I move pretty slowly. Um, we talked about the gradual decrease in productive energy. I'm pretty like, I'm a pretty productive person and I can move at a super fast clip. My default pace is, is speed walker, like not actual walking, but just an actual productive, like I'm fast. And I recognized a while back that if I sped through resetting the house at night, by the time I sat down to read or write or watch something, the crash was just too great. I went from too fast to no movement at all. And I didn't really get the benefits of either. So now I spend that resetting time kind of moving slowly. I listen to chill music and gradually decrease my productive energy. I think that gradualness is really important. Okay. So around 740, oh my gosh, you guys, this feels so weird. Like, is this the most boring thing ever? I'm going to assume it's not um, because a lot of you asked me about my routines, but just know that I feel really weird actually using podcast minutes to tell you this stuff. <laughs> my apologies if you hate it. Um, okay. So around 745, the dishwasher is, is done and I'll pull out the clean lunch boxes and I'll pack tomorrow's lunch. By that time, the boys are done playing their, their games, their video games. My husband usually reads to our middle son who goes to bed a little earlier than the older one. Our oldest, Sam and I, we hang out until like 8.30. He does not sleep. Oh my gosh, y'all. Um, we usually read. I've been reading Harry Potter to him, but we just got to the end of the Chamber of Secrets where Harry and Ron and Lockhart actually get inside the chamber and Sam has been finding lots of reasons to not keep reading. Um, I think he's a little bit scared, but anyway, that half hour is my time with Sam. Sometimes I read my own book while he reads his. We're just like next to each other. Sometimes we draw together. Um, he tells me his ideas for like a summer business to make money so we can go to Disney World. And honestly, like when he has a million questions about how he can make money entertaining people, which he has asked me before, I wish that he would just read so I could read and be quiet. But that part of our family routine is precious and I know that. But I just want you parents to know that I also understand how draining it can be when your kids get older and want to talk to you, like coupled with the beauty that your kids want to talk to you. It is, it's a really interesting dynamic that I want to address. I just want to acknowledge that. So there you go. I love that time. And then sometimes I'm really glad when it's over because my brain is done and you're okay if you need to feel that way too. Okay. So by 845, all of our kids are asleep. The house is reset. We're ready for tomorrow. And now it's cousin Kendra time. Now, like I said, we have a list of shows we're working our way through on purpose. We also really love sports and we'll often pair watching a game with like playing Scrabble or something. We're very exciting people. Um, some nights I have lazy genius work to do and that's okay too. Many nights he falls asleep before the clock hits nine. It's real life y'all. But turning the knob one tiny notch towards more intentionality in the vegging out time, it's just such a game changer. Okay, then my, this is just so fascinating, isn't it? Then my pre-bed routine. So I try and be in my room by 9.30 
Do you guys do that thing where like if you're not asleep by 10 or any, any time really, but if you're not asleep by a certain time, you'll be wide awake until like after midnight. It is so weird. I have the tiniest window where my body wants to fall asleep. And if I miss it, all bets are off. It's the worst. So, um, I try and really be aware of that window and respect it, especially on school nights. So I'm, I'm usually heading back by nine 30. I brush my teeth. I do my skincare routine. I listen to my evening playlist. I have one of those. Um, I do a couple of forward facing folds. Um, basically like just bend over at the waist, but I have no flexibility and I'm working on that. And so I do a couple of those before I get in bed. And right now I mentioned this in the blog post. Um, the universal path to life-giving routine. Um, I'm adding the small step of reading before bed from a non-Kindle book, like from an actual book. And the small step, it isn't to read. The small step is to have a book on my nightstand. Like that way, if I'm able to read, I can. It's there as a reminder. So maybe I read, um, maybe I don't. But then I'm usually asleep a little after 10. And that's how it pretty much is every night. Now, let me say this. Okay done talking about routine. Um, most of those components happened one at a time. We've always had bath time routines with our kids because that's when they get clean right at night, um, for us. And yes, like the kitchen, it always needs to get cleaned up. Eventually lunches get made. Eventually I'll wash my face. Sometimes we always land on the couch at some point. But my point is that the rhythm of all those things happening intentionally and as a way of refueling, it happened very slowly. It's been building on itself for literally years. But now that routine is so expected by the entire family that if I have to leave for a meeting or to hang out with a friend before our regular routine is over, Kaz will do the dishwasher and the lunches. Sam will still read without me. The house will still get tidied by more of a group effort. We've all kind of created expectations and an understanding around that particular routine. Um, don't get the wrong idea. Like we're still working on the whole like kids and chores thing. It's not like my kids are picking up everything every night. That is, it's been a beast to try to figure that stuff out, but I don't feel pressure to figure that out right now. We're building in small steps. Um, as far as chores go, like the kids bring their plates to the kitchen most days without being asked. They put their clothes in the hamper most days without being asked. Are they unloading the dishwasher or wiping the sinks or learning the concepts of saving money? No, not yet. One step at a time for all of us. That is okay. Um, okay. So back to the routine. So what about, what about you? What about your routine? What small step can you add to what you're already doing in the evening to create an environment of refueling and helping tomorrow start better? Remember that, um, gradually decreasing that productive energy is so, so important. Don't crash and burn. Be gentle and kind as you move from one mindset to another. I shared um, last year about um, during the holidays about opening and closing ceremonies for like all the fall and winter holidays, morning and evening routines. They're kind of similar, right? They're really opening and closing ceremonies for the day. They're repeated and purposeful and they're to offer a structure for your decisions and help you remember what matters. You don't want to create routines around things that don't matter. That's like a waste of a good small step, right? So start small, start with what matters, refuel and set the stage for tomorrow. Okay. That's it for today. Let's go ahead and do our lazy genius tip of the week. 
It's actually a podcast recommendation if you have kids who never brush their teeth long enough. It's called Chompers and it's produced by Gimlet Media, which is the same network that network, is that what it's called? Um, that makes startup, reply all, and like lots of other great shows. They put out a new episode every morning and evening that are meant to help kids brush for the recommended length of time. They have theme weeks like gross week, gross week, of course, and like automobile week and animal week. And the tooth fairy, of course, is the host. And the tooth fairy shares facts and stories and lots of like kid-friendly sound effects while the kids brush their teeth. Um, Even like tells the kids when to change sides and spit and all of that. Like it's crazy. My boys love it. And they're actually brushing their teeth for over two minutes each time, which was like pulling teeth. Oh my gosh. I did not mean for that pun to come out. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um, but it really was like pulling teeth to get them to brush the whole time, but they love chompers. They just like, they get their toothbrush and they're like, can we listen to chompers? So if you are tired of fighting your kids about brushing their teeth, just try it. Um, search chompers. So C H O M P E R S in whatever podcast app you use. And this is not an ad by the way. Um, it kind of sounds like one I'm realizing that, um, but it's not, I just really love, I love the show. It's fantastic. Um, but I will say, speaking of ads, you have probably noticed that the show does not have ads. It has been considered, um, in order to pay the lazy genius bills. Um, and it still might happen one day, but I, I also know that not having ads is something that a lot of you really appreciate about the show. So can I ask you to think about something? Would you consider supporting the show with even just a dollar a month? I do hope that I offer way more value to you than a dollar a month's worth. Um, I do hope that, but if you would like to help support the show and keep it without ads for as long as humanly possible, check out, um, patreon.com. That's P A T R E O N patreon.com slash the lazy genius. You can support the show with just a dollar. Um, I mean, it, it would be unbelievably amazing. Or if you want to pledge $3 or more, you also get the lazy sisters podcast, which is a show I do with my sister as kind of a secret. Thank you. Um, that is only for $3 supporters or higher. Um, they're the only ones who get access to that show. So, um, if you're interested in doing that, I would love to say thank you by giving you something else fun to listen to like that show. But if you want to just do like a buck, like just like a tiff jar, uh, that would be so amazing. Um, But regardless, if you choose to support the show financially, I'm so grateful that you listen and you share it with your friends and all of that. Like that is so important too. Um, But just so you know, the reason that we don't have ads is um, not because I don't need them. That might happen one day, but that day will wait longer if I can pay the bills other ways. So I just wanted to kind of let you know about that because that's not something we talk about a whole lot around here. Um, but thanks for listening to that little spiel and please go listen to Chompers. It is such a delight. Okay. So that's it for today. Uh, the show notes for this episode are going to be at the lazy genius collective.com slash lazy slash evening. And, um, I'll include all the links that we talked about and all the things. So you can go there. Um, and again, the Patreon link is patreon.com slash the lazy genius. I'll put that in the show notes too. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. And remember to be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'll see you next week.
This episode is sponsored by Wayfair. I love being home, especially now that my home reflects my style. No matter your style, Wayfair is your go-to destination for home decor. The Waberhood exists in every zip code because Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love and makes it easy with fast and free shipping. We just hung the Sabine metal curved oval mirror in our dining room, and it's like the room took a deep breath and suddenly feels like itself. To find your own happy place in the Waberhood, just visit Wayfair on their website or through the Wayfair mobile app. Wayfair, every style, every home. 